In this episode of Uptech Report, we talk with Chorus CEO Joel Trammell. Chorus is a strategy execution software built for CEOs to track performance. Joel shares how he's positioned his tool to help CEOs, thoughts on growth, future plans, and also how he continues to personally innovate. Thanks, Joel, for joining us. I'm excited to learn more, uh, understanding how you've grown in your business and where you guys are going in trajectory and how you are innovating as you move forward. To, to start us off, where are you joining us from today? I'm from Austin, Texas. Awesome. And what year did you start your business? Uh, we started the business in 2014. Gotcha. And the industry that you primarily serve is... Well, we, we serve CEOs across uh, really a wide range of industries. We've uh, had users in the nonprofit sector, the technology sector, uh, really across all industries, as long as they have a significant organization of 50 or more people. Got it. 50 or more people. And it's really a, a, the, the opportunity for them to get on. Tell me more about the pain point that you're solving with your platform. Yeah, so I've spent a long time as an entrepreneur and grown businesses. And, you know, when you start out with zero to 20 employees or so, you can get everybody in the room, you can get them aligned, you can change directions. Uh, and then as the business grows from 20 to 50 to 100, uh, suddenly you no longer can get everybody in the same room and you're dealing with issues where you don't know exactly what everybody does. And so getting employees aligned uh, across the organization is one of the key pain points we, we deal with in our business. How many customers do you currently have on your platform? Yeah, we have about 60 companies running on our platform. That's awesome. And that translates obviously to even more team members from those companies on there. Right. We average probably close to 100 employees per customer. Gotcha. Um, so you're almost, the math there is... 6,000. <laughs> I'm not a numbers guy, but that's, that's fascinating to then have all that traction and communication happening on the platform. What is then the average like packages of pricing how do you is it a membership type mindset that you approach or it's a it's a monthly per user uh model so uh, 15 dollars per month per user is this kind of standard pricing gotcha and your the name of your company chorus interesting uh name to i guess harmony bring you yes yes get everyone singing from the same hymnal uh but uh, spelled with a k instead of the c i guess i was too cheap to buy the cho <laughs> R-U-S domain name. So uh, we use K-H-O-R-U-S. I feel like it's a common uh, thing to happen with SaaS platforms. You, you get the domain you can. That's right. <laughs> and, and you build with it. Speaking of then the technology, tell me more about what kind of intellectual property you have that you built in that is providing value to your customers. Yeah. So my history, I started my first business uh, 29 years ago. Um, and so then I became unqualified to do anything else. And, and you keep doing it. And so I, you know, I've been CEO for, for most of those last 29 years of one organization or another. And so in doing that, you pick up a lot of tips and tricks and understandings of the job. And so a lot of that methodology, the way to think about the job, what you should be doing in the job is, is baked into the platform. So it's really uh, taking the knowledge that you have and then platformizing it, <laughs> putting it into a platform and automating your ability to educate. If you were to do it one-on-one, -on -one, that would take forever. And right. so how have you found that journey to take your knowledge and, and then to automate it through a platform? Yeah. So an example is, uh, you know, one of the key roles of CEO is to look into the future as the, as the leader of the organization, your jobs to anticipate the future and, and deal in the future. And, and a lot of CEOs, it takes time to get used to that because most jobs you're doing in the past and present. 
Uh, and so, you know, if you like Jim Collins analogy of the CEO being a bus driver, and so you're there driving the bus, a lot of information you get back from your organization is data. And data is great, but by definition, it's historical. Data is something that's already happened. Well, your job as bus drivers to look down the road. So I often equate, if all you're getting is data feeds from your organization, it's like having the smart aleck kid sit in a row behind you on the bus. You as the bus driver, you hit a pothole and about five seconds later, the kid says, hey driver, you hit a pothole. And you just wanna kind of turn around and slap the kid upside the head and say, next time, why don't you tell me before I hit the pothole? So one of the core concepts of Chorus is that we get predictions from every employee in the organization. Instead of saying, feed me data, tell me what happened yesterday or the day before, we say using your best judgment, your knowledge of the job and whatever data you collect in your particular role, your job is to make a prediction about what's likely to happen and give me a view into the future. That's powerful to have the knowledge from your own team members telling you what they see. They probably see things you may not at, from a certain level. Everyone's from a different perspective. That's right. And, you know, everybody knows more about their job than I do as the CEO because I'm not doing it every day. And so I need a way to easily harness that visibility. And, and we say at Chorus, we're the only company in the world that collects predictive insight from every employee each week. So you started this, uh, it's, you said we, so you have a couple partners? Uh, we, we, yes, <laughs> we have a company. <laughs> and, and from, from this, uh, where, did, have you been bootstrapping it? Did you raise some funds? How, what was the growth like? Yeah, so I, I've been fortunate in my career to have had some successful exits previously, and so I can afford to uh, fund the majority of the effort myself. I do have a few folks who, friends and family, who've invested with me before and done well that uh, put some money in, but it, it's, it's all owned internally at this point. It's not an easy road to be an entrepreneur and grow your own business, though you have years of experience, doesn't necessarily make it easier. Any lessons learned or, or hurdles that you had to overcome in the past few years that you can share with someone else who's particularly actually thinking about, hey, how can I take my knowledge and build a platform around this? Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that. The, you know, people think the second, the third time's easier. And, and I tell people it's not easier. It's a little bit like the second and third kid. You know what to expect, but it's not near as exciting either. You know they're going to throw up in the middle of the night or you know they're going to cry or, you, you know, that isn't necessarily something to look forward to. So there are pluses and minuses to having the experience of, of building the business. But, uh, you know, you got to do something that you're excited about. You believe you're adding value. Uh, and then you got to stick with it because uh, no business is just up and to the right all the time. Every business has challenges, has times, you know, uh, I've just recently read book, you know, book about Uber and all the challenges they went through. That was a crazy, crazy journey. Uh, and I think every business has its ups and downs and you just got to be confident that you're doing something that provides value and that customers will recognize that over time. Stick with it. It's a good, good piece <laughs> yes. of advice to say. And I appreciate your analogy to children. I have two and my second one, you're right. It, it doesn't make it any easier. You know what's happening, but you still have to go through it. That's right. Partnerships, um, APIs, connections, obviously it, there's benefits to be able to connect with other pieces of outside um, resources or other websites. Have you built any or do you have any on the roadmap? Yeah, we take an interesting view as far as... Uh, the way we look at our platform, we, we look at it as a platform for the CEO and we actually intentionally don't connect to other data sources uh, because again, we want the human element. We want the human intelligence in the company to come through. And what happens when you connect to a data source is you basically then are responsible as the CEO for managing that area. 
whoever interprets the data for the area, they're the kind of head of that area. And so I've seen a lot of CEOs that, that really, I think, mess themselves up because they want to look at every deal they're working in sales or whatever. Well, if you do that, you're effectively being the VP of sales. You're not being the CEO. And so, uh, you know, we intentionally don't connect to other platforms in order to force the employees that sign up for their particular goals and objectives to make predictions and be accountable. Hey, you told me you're going to get it done. Go get it done. Uh, how you get it done, that's your challenge. Whether you get it done, that's what I need to monitor as CEO. I imagine for a platform like yours where it relies on the other team members, employees to engage with it. So top down, have you found any issues or solutions, that's even better, on helping these CEOs to say, hey, people, you better get on the platform using it. Any tips? Yeah, there, there's certainly that. What we find is typically the CEO is very excited because they're going to get access to information they haven't had before. So they're, they're a big fan. Um, and then what we find is typically the individual contributors are also get very excited because it's the first time in many cases they've seen how what they do really contributes to the greater whole. So you may have a CEO that's up, you know, giving a presentation and he's talking about the profit we're going to make or the earnings per share or something, and they can't relate what they do on a day-to-day -day basis to that. Uh, but with this platform, it gives you the ability to see kind of up and down the whole organization, what everybody's working on. Uh, if we get pushback, it's often kind of from mid-level management or the executive team that says, oh, I don't need another platform. I've got Salesforce if I'm a sales guy. And, um, well, you know, what they're not understanding is that's great for sales, but the marketing people probably don't understand. And certainly the CFO and the product people aren't in Salesforce every day. They can't understand that data. They don't know how to interpret it. And so the ability to function as a team is what we really provide by producing a playbook that everybody can kind of follow what's going on in the organization. Got it. Are you uh, plan on using any sorts of um, automation of uh, AI or machine learning to aggregate data, or is it really meant for the CEO to read through each of the updates that team members bring? There are certainly some opportunities uh, as we get history with people predicting information to learn how, how good somebody is at predicting to, to help them manage their predictions. Uh, what you want over time, obviously, is you want people to get better. And what we find when we first deploy the platform is a lot of people in an organization typically haven't been asked to predict their job, right? And, and so we, you know, kind of at by process are asking every week, hey, predict how you're going to do this. And, and so most people are very poor at it. But over time, as they practice it, they get better and better. And you can even, you know, if you want to calculate a score, kind of your predictability, how accurate you are in, in predicting. And, you know, if you're a CEO, that's what you get judged on, uh, pre delivering predictable performance. I mean, whether you're, you know, if you're a public company, you go to Wall Street every quarter and say, here's what we're going to do next quarter. And if you miss that, even often by just a couple of cents a share, uh, often you can lose millions or even billions off a of market cap just because of that. And so, you know, I'm a big believer if you want to build a predictable organization, you got to teach everybody in the organization how to make those predictions. Moving forward, what's your five-year goal? Where do you see your company in five years from now? Yeah, I think the big opportunity, when I talk about a CEO platform, most people look at me and go, huh, what would that be? You know, they, there's really not that understanding. And so we're creating a market. Anytime you're creating a market, uh, there's a challenge. I would hope for within five years that, you know, boards of directors, uh, experienced CEOs start 
looking for a platform and thinking, yes, just like, you know, it took a while before Salesforce was adopted, right? There's a great story in the beginning of Mark Benioff's book where he's sitting down with Michael Dell at the beginning of Salesforce and he's about to quit. He says, I, you know, I'm going to go back to Oracle and sell software because I can make a million dollars a year doing that. And this Salesforce thing's really hard. You know, it's really hard getting people to adopt it. And Michael famously says, no, I think I'd stay with it a little while longer if, if I, you know, and, and then everything worked, right? And so I think it's a little bit the same thing here. I hope in five years from now, I've, you've got boards, you've got experienced CEOs, you've got other mentors who are saying, if you're a good CEO, you're running the company using a systematic methodology and a software platform to help you do that, just like every other executive in your organization probably is today. Would you say that moving forward to, to realize this vision, it's kind of crossing the chasm of people realizing, oh, this exists and wow, this could help me. Uh, would, you, would you agree with that's a, a hurdle to overcome? Oh, absolutely. It's an educational aspect. Uh, at this point, you, you know, you do it one company at a time and then they, you know, maybe tell one or two of their friends, they know, hey, this is cool. You know, I never had this visibility before. Can't imagine running an organization without this. And that's what I think our CEOs see. Once they had that information, those predictions, going back and looking at raw data just doesn't make any sense anymore. It's just, you know, it's not interesting uh, once they've had predictions. For you, as obviously the space is always changing and you try, are trying to be innovative and be providing this new technology, what are you doing yourself to innovate and keep current in, in, in your space? Yeah, so I spend a lot of time on the phone with CEOs. Right before this, I was on with one of our, our customers uh, and asking them, you know, what other functionality, what other thing, what other problems can we solve uh, for you? But understanding, uh, you know, the CEO role, uh, talking to as many different uh, roles, different industries, different, uh, you know, we have nonprofits, we have for-profits. Uh, and so there have been a lot of uses. We even have um, some, some fast food restaurants. I never would have thought a fast food restaurant would have the challenge that uh, a large technology company does, but they like it and, and are using it. So uh, it's interesting to see the application seems to be quite broad. And so it's just a matter of visiting with those folks and figuring out what's next. That concludes the audio version of this episode. To see the original and more, visit our Uptech Report YouTube channel. If you know a tech company we should interview, you can nominate them at uptechreport.com. Or if you just prefer to listen, make sure you subscribe to this series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app.